So, tonight we start on page 73, Truth Made Manifest. So, Truth Made Manifest, today I will speak of guidance. More specifically, I will speak of God's guidance, which is the only guidance that is of concern to the mind that abides in self. Now, what's interesting about this is this implies, then, that there's another guidance, (laughs) right? (laughs) Guidance is a word that is misunderstood because it is believed that one can choose to follow guidance or choose not to. In fact, this is not the case. One is always following the guidance of the script or the guidance of karma. But one is not limited without free will to follow his guidance without choice. For there is the guidance of the I-thought, which seems to be independent choice and decision-making, and there is the guidance of God, which seems to come through surrender. So in effect, what this is really telling us is that this moment that we experience right now is already written. But within the moment, there are choices. Uh, So, for example, um, I suppose I don't have the choice, really, about the things that I'm saying right now. But yet, at the same time that I don't have the choice about the things that I'm saying. They're just coming and they're being said, right? I don't have the choice. It's hard for me to, it's hard for me to shift to the wrong line when I'm teaching, to be honest, because when, when I teach, the right mind is so natural, so I'm trying to come up with a wrong-minded thought and I'm struggling here. Um, but let's say that there's an idea that comes into the mind that, you know, while I'm talking, I'm doing the teaching, and the idea comes in and just says, you know, why don't you just shut up? They've got to be sick of listening to you by now. <laughs> right? <laughs> I have the choice about whether to believe that thought or not. I don't have the choice about the thought showing up. Right? But I do have the choice about whether I want to believe the thought or not. So it's kind of like, it's kind of like the show is written but you have a choice about whether you're going to believe the show. So, if I choose to believe all of my thinking, what I am also choosing to do is believe that I'm a person and, and, and separate from God. If I choose to just be awareness while all of this is happening, then I'm not choosing to believe that I'm the person. I'm choosing to be awareness. So that's really where my choice lies. And, and you know, it gets pretty natural. I mean, I obviously still make mistakes. That would be silly to say I didn't. But comparatively, like if you were to compare uh, how many of my thoughts I believe now compared to once upon a time, it is striking um, how easy it is for me to not believe the mind, comparatively. It's just striking. Just thoughts come, and I'm so aware that they're 
not really my thoughts. They are just thoughts. I'm so aware that they are just thoughts. They come and, and they're just ignored, ignored. And, and, you know, like the mind will be telling me maybe, um, you know, I'm going to have a conversation with somebody and the mind will be telling me, you know, what's going to be said and what I need to say and all that. Used to, I used to listen to all that intently. Now, I just ignore it. And when the conversation finally happens, no pre-planning has actually occurred on my part because I ignored the thoughts. And I'm very good at forgetting what I've ignored. And so then the conversation has nothing to do with all of that pre-planning. The conversation just happens. And to be honest, the conversation ends up being just as just a surprise to me. I'm surprised at what I say because it wasn't pre-planned. That's, that happens more and more and more. And I think this is what people mean by the mind dying. You know, the mind dies. You know, it, it doesn't mean that you can't see a stop sign and know that you're supposed to stop the car or it doesn't mean you can't read a book or it doesn't mean that you know you can't uh, you know use the mind to, to figure out how to pay a bill or balance checkbook but it does mean all of that stuff that used to be there that you were so engrossed with it's just gone I find that I can swing too far to the other side you know like thinking and worrying about something is one side I can swing too far to the other side where, for example, I show up for a meeting completely unprepared. I have no agenda. I don't know, have any direction for the meeting, and the meeting really doesn't end up being a waste of time. I find that I can do that. So what I will do just, just before a meeting, you know, 15 minutes, 20 minutes before a meeting, is I will sit down and I will kind of ask, okay, what needs to be covered in this meeting? And I will make the... Okay, we need to talk about this, we need to talk about this, we need to talk about this. Then that's all the planning I do. And then during the meeting, I glance down and say, okay, we talked about that, now we need to talk about this. And then all of the conversation around it happens spontaneously. So if I was to say that I never, like, prepare for a meeting, um, that's really the only thing I truly prepare for. Um, But if I was to say I never prepared for a meeting, I would be lying. And right now, you know, I don't feel like I should go into a meeting unprepared. <laughs> you know, it still feels like, you know, creating a little agenda and going in there with some idea. Because, I'm, you know, I'm always the leader of the meetings I'm in, right? And that still feels very, very appropriate. But I'm not thinking about the meeting all day or two days before or three days before. I'm not imagining what people are going to say. I'm not planning my, my defense for my point of view. All of that's not happening. It's just a little bit of preparation. There's no direction. It just kind of everybody just everybody just starts talking and yeah, yeah. It, it seems like it needs that amount of structure. Yeah, at least for now. You know, I don't know. Maybe I'll get to a point where, some, but right now it seems like I need at least that structure to keep us in a straight conversation. <clears throat> And that's not much different than even teaching here. I mean, I'm following a structure, right? The structure is, you know, we'll talk about a paragraph, then I'll look down to the next paragraph. So there's like an, out, an outline, and, but then everything that fills in the outline is spontaneous. It's just, here's, here's what we need to talk about in this meeting. Just, yes, exactly. So I'm going to go ahead, and, and we did a lot of talking there, so I'm just going to start at the beginning again and read down until we get to something new. Today, I will speak of guidance. More specifically, I will speak of God's guidance, which is the only guidance that is of concern to the mind that abides in self. 
Guidance is a word that is misunderstood because it is believed that one can choose to follow guidance or choose not to. In fact, this is not the case. One is always following the guidance of the script or the, or the guidance of karma. But one is not limited without free will to follow his guidance without choice. For there is the guidance of the I-thought, which seems to be independent choice and decision-making, a.k.a. believing your thoughts, and there is the guidance of God, which seems to come through surrender, not believing your thoughts. God's guidance is guidance that leads for the obviousness of self. It guides in order to make truth manifest in form. I thought guidance creates the illusion of non-truth. God's guidance is the obviousness of truth made manifest. Today, as you practice your devotion, I ask you to remember your desire to be an instrument of truth in this world. This is your desire to be fully surrendered, not at all attached to the I-thought, so that the truth of God can be manifest through you. Focus on this desire and realize the power this desire has over you. Then surrender to this power and let God walk the earth through you. Isn't that beautiful? And, uh, you know, and so being fully surrendered is really just not believing any of your thoughts and therefore following the, the prompts of the moment, you know. Um, and, you know, and maybe even, you know, it's now time to sit down and plan the meeting as a prompt of the moment, right? Where thinking about the meeting for three days in advance and three days after is ego, right? <laughs> All right, so I'm going to move on into extinguishment of the I-thoughts. When I say, I am you, I speak the truth. And yet, I am not you as you know you in your thinking. This you, which you call me, <laughs> is the idea that must be extinguished if you are to know me as you. That's kind of a, lots of, you have to really follow that. <laughs> but obviously what inner Ramana is saying here is, I am the self, the one self that you are also, but you will not recognize that we are the self if you continue to believe your thinking. Right? That's, that's what this is saying. When I say the idea of you, must be extinguished if you are to know me. Many ideas run through your mind, none of which are true. Let's look at these ideas now. Oh yeah, I just remember what's coming in this message. I love this message. When I say that you must be extinguished in order to know me, you think this will take a long time to do. This is not true. This is not true because the you that is being extinguished is only an idea and the I that I am is living truth. 
in any moment, and then again in every moment, an idea can be extinguished so that living truth can be known. So this is like you were talking about, that when you say the mantra, you feel the shift, right? What you're doing is you're extinguishing the idea of who you are so that living truth can be known. You may be doing it multiple times a day, and it may seem to only last a short period of time, but you're doing it. And so that's what he's saying is, you know, some people think, oh, you know, maybe in 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, you know, I'll, I'll know the self. He's saying you can know the self in any moment, and then in the next moment, and then in the next moment. It reminds me of something Byron Katie said. I can't quote it exactly. I wish I could because she said it so well. But basically, her, her, her teaching was, uh, you can be enlightened. You don't have to wait to be enlightened. You can be enlightened in every moment of now. You just have to keep returning yourself to that. Right? We don't have to wait. We can, you do it now and now and now and now. And this is saying the same thing. It is true that if you are not finished with an idea, the idea that you desire can be reborn again in any moment. But it can also be extinguished once again. <laughs> in any moment that you choose to put the false eye aside and no living truth. So let's just assume that, you know, for some reason I still have an attraction to the idea of believing it would be unworthiness, right? Believing, oh, you know, they just want you to shut up, you know. And, and, and somehow I, I you know, let go of that idea. I realize this is just the mind. I focus on awareness. I practice the mantra, whatever. But then the idea comes back and I listen to it again for a little bit. But then I can say the mantra again. I can shift to awareness again, right? And you just keep doing it. That's what he's saying. In fact, Joel Goldsmith said that he would die a thousand times a day. He's talking about this, Right? A thousand times a day he would return himself, return himself, return himself, return himself, right? So as you see, it does not take time to extinguish a false identity. It only takes the desire to know living truth now. Another idea that crosses your mind when you say you must extinguish you to know me, or when I say you must extinguish you to know me, to know me, is that this will be difficult. This is not true. If you look at the idea this will be difficult, you will see it is only an idea. If you hold up the idea and shout that it is true, you are attached to the idea because you are holding to it. But if you let go of the idea, it will go away. The idea has no life. And so it can have no attachments. This idea is not attached to you. You are attached to it. If you let it go, it will go. Because an idea cannot have a desire on its own that will cause it to stay. I like the way you all laughed at that paragraph. That was a lot of fun watching you giggle. But yeah, the idea isn't clinging to us. We're clinging to the idea. It is true that if you are not finished with this idea, it will return to you. But if you can let it go once, you can let it go again. And in any moment that you are not holding to the idea, you can make the decision immediately to put aside the I thought, go into your heart, and join with me.
So the idea that this is difficult is just an idea, right? And we can let it go, say the mantra, and shift. Know yourself as your heart and you know me. Another idea that crosses your mind when I ask you to extinguish you in order to know me is that extinguishing you means death. But when your mind is still and your attention is in your heart, are you dead? Are you dead? Or are you aware? Are you dead? Or are you aware of your heart, your love, and your desire? Are you dead? Or are you more aware of you than you were when you were thinking? And thinking, thinking was you. And I think this is what I love about uh, contemplation and I'm learning to love about meditation. But especially still for me in contemplation, when I am deep in contemplation, that's when I really feel like me. Not, yeah. You know what I mean? You do know. That's what he's saying there. You know that. You know that when you get deep into that space, that's when you know the real self. You know that's the real you. Not the one that is running around all day long thinking and worrying. That's not the real you. And you know this. So why do you think there's death? You know, it may be death of the mind, the death of the mind that we talked about, but there's no suffering in the death of the mind, is there? No. No. So there may be the death of the mind, but the death of the mind is not the death of you. I say you are not dead when you are aware of your heart, your love, and your desire. You are dead when you are not aware of these things. Therefore, the you that exists through identification with thought is not the you that is life. And if it is not life, extinguishing it cannot be death. To the contrary, it is birth into life because you have walked out of death into awareness of life again. That's really what resurrection represents. You know, resurrection represents the death of mind, you know, but that's waking up to who you are, right? In fact, I just taught John chapter 3 last Wednesday. Yeah. I am your teacher, and as your teacher, I will guide you to know what you already know. Move from your head to your heart. And know that although you cannot define what you have found, and you cannot describe it, and you cannot use it to identify and differentiate you from anything else, that voiceless voice and silent truth is your truth. And that is also the truth that I am. I am your teacher. And as your teacher, I will guide you to know what you already know. Move from your head to your heart. And know that although you cannot define what you have found, and you cannot describe it, and you cannot use it to identify and differentiate you from anything else, 
That voiceless voice, voice and silent truth is your truth. And that is also the truth that I am. And that's it. So there we've done two messages. And I think we decided not to do more than two messages in a night. So um, I think that means that we are done. Um, let's see what we had for the assignment. The assignment would have been back in Truth Made Manifest. Okay, so here's our practice. He says today, we'll say this week, as you practice your devotion, I ask you to remember your desire to be an instrument of truth in this world. So we're back to focusing on our desire again. Remember how much we want to be the instrument of truth in the world. And again, focusing on desire is important because as your desire blossoms, you actually practice better. So it's good to take time out every now and then to focus on your desire. So that's what we'll do.